What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Proper Tools Podcast, the only podcast where you can listen to a couple of tools just sitting around and talking shop. I'm Jake. Sean didn't write an opening joke for me today. And as always, I'm joined by my awesome co-host, Sean. Welcome, everyone, to episode 22. Jake didn't write an opening joke for me today. We have an awesome unscripted episode for you today. It's so improvised that... Yes, and? Well, we'll just have to see. Oh, okay. Um, Cool. So it's been a really long time since we've even just playing caught up. Yeah, longer than usual. I mean, usually we went through, uh, we text every day and then every now and then we'd go maybe a few weeks and then record an episode, catch up and everything. But now it's been quite quite a while. So how you been? What's going on? Good, good. I think the first thing I want to get to is why you've been avoiding me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Who dis? New phone. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Um, good. It's, uh, it's been abnormally busy spring that is dragging into summer. Spring is always busy for us. There's always springtime is when anything in Tampa happens is in spring. Um, races, pro golf tournaments, um, air shows, all that stuff. Along with, uh, our kids have been doing lots of extra, extra curricular activities, uh, that's required some travel. So we've been doing that. <laughs> so there's been like zero shop time for me right. in 2022. It's been kind of weird. Um, Fine. So yeah, busy, but good stuff. So um, what about you? Um, I mean, the same, but not the same because uh, I don't have kids in sports or kids. Uh, but uh, you yeah, haven't really spent a lot of time making stuff in the shop. I did kick out of the video with the laser. I knew I had to get that out, but um, we did some camping a few weeks ago, uh, so that took a little bit of time. Uh, then this past week, we went to to New Orleans, uh, hung out with my buddy Jacob from Maker Cuisine, which was pretty cool. awesome. Got to meet him. Um, unfortunately, we didn't really get to hang out too long because he, he was working, but we ate at the restaurant he works at, and it was fantastic. Um, but ev- everything in New Orleans is fantastic. So, What's the restaurant? Uh, it's called St. John. Okay. Uh, hopefully that's okay. I'll ask him. I'll make sure it's okay. Otherwise, we'll bleep that out. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it's it's really awesome, awesome restaurant. Um, we went there with our friends. They had a house. Uh, rented for some time there and so we got to go and, and tack on to their vacation uh, and they, they were down there for like a week or two or something we just went for the weekend but super fun cool cool so now jazz fest is multiple days right yeah i think it's like over it two weeks week? or two weekends or a whole week and two weekends i okay i guess i don't really understand it other than it's a big deal and very long um but yeah our friends went there every single day uh, we only got to go f- to, for one day, um, and it was the hottest day <laughs> ever. I think yeah. it was like 95 and humid, and it was it was mm. brutal. Like, no clouds. Now, pe- people say, like, there was no clouds in the sky, and there was some clouds. No, there was zero clouds. <laughs> it, was, <laughs> it was brutal. But still super fun. Yeah. Um, but you've been to Jazz Fest, right? I've only been once, and... The main reason we went is because Dave Matthews band was going to be there. Ah. So it was, it was good and bad because we only went to the festival one day for that, which means we found a, a spot like so far away that even the video screens <laughs> looked really small. Yeah, that was us. And we stayed there all day because we didn't want to lose our seats. So yeah. we, like, we could hear other bands in the distance, but 
you know, we finally got to hear Dave Matthews, but again, we were, we were so far back that, um, like you didn't have to raise your voice to have a normal conversation. Like it sounded like very far away. <laughs> there was a concert <laughs> happening. <laughs> That's fun. But yeah. it was neat. Cause we, um, Lenny Kravitz came out at one point and did a song with him and, uh, oh, Paul cool. Simon as well. So, oh, nice. So that's my only jazz fest experience. It was, it was fun, but I, I, I think I would, if I did it again, I would probably want to, uh, mingle around a lot more and see some of the other stages and stuff. Yeah. Highly recommended. Um, I mean, we had, it, it was a tough day for sure. <laughs> Cause, uh, I don't know if you know this, but I'm from Michigan where it doesn't break 90 <laughs> that was like probably it, fun for you it doesn't get that hot well maybe we'll have some days in the high 90s like in august um but by then we've had a lot of warm days so it's really not that bad uh and it doesn't last for very long um this past weekend we went to new orleans it was like it was i think 90 every day friday wow. saturday sunday monday and it was 40 when we left here oh my goodness so it was just like just a total shocker so uh, I was really feeling it all all weekend, but mm-hmm. rallied, pulled through, still had fun. Uh, my wife adjusted that super fast. I mean, she, if she could move somewhere where it was 105 degrees every day, she totally would, <laughs> um, and she'd be totally fine. Me, I would, I'd melt. But it was super fun. Yeah, we watched uh, a couple different bands, a lot of bands I I didn't know, didn't didn't know of. Um, this other band. Um, his name was the Jimmy Jimmy Buffett. Mm, okay. Yeah. Buffet, you, Jimmy Buffet. Jimmy Buffet. That's that makes sense because he had a song something about hamburgers and margaritas and. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Jimmy Buffet. Um, yeah. I think he'll do well. I think he'll okay. do great. Yeah. <laughs> Up and comer. <laughs> Newbie, huh? Noob, newbie. Yeah, he'll get there. I think he could dress a little bit nicer. I mean, he was just rocking like a uh, Hawaiian shorts. shirt, board shorts and yeah. flip flops. But, you know, that's well, how we felt about that's how we felt about uh, David Matthews. Yeah, he seemed, he seemed to have some potential. Some, yeah, a little yeah. bit. He had some song about ants or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wasn't this a song we sang as kids, but it's different. <laughs> Yeah, so, no, it um, was it was super fun, but we did meander and, and eat food and stuff. So it was where did you go camping? Was that up in the UP? Is that what it's called? <laughs> up in the up? Yeah. Uh, no, no, we'll we'll go to the up uh, later this year. Uh, uh, we got a spot in Ludington, Michigan. Uh, the state park in Ludington, Michigan, is like the I don't I don't know how they rate it. It has some record, like maybe the most campers per year of any state park in Michigan or something or busiest. I'm not really sure, but we finally, we got a spot and, you know, beginning of April. So we jumped on that and wanted to go up there. And that's actually sort of where I grew up. So I grew up going to that state park all the time. So it was really cool to go back there because we really haven't been back there very much. That's cool. It's fun Um, going back to childhood places like that. Oh yeah. It was super fun. We drove by yeah, our old house and everything. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, yeah. This is quite quite different. That's also, super cool. Uh, what was interesting is uh, distances. How how different distances are? Because I remember walking to school, and more recently thinking, like, man, I can't believe I was allowed to walk to school because it seems so far. I mean, maybe my mom was with me, but I don't think so. She'll text me later and be like, yeah, tell me the answer. But I just remember feeling like it was really far. 
uh, and now driving by there, it was like next to my house. Yeah. <laughs> like the end mm. of the block, you know, it was right. Right. It really wasn't that far. So. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's weird how that happens. I, I've, um, I guess early adulthood, I had that same feeling at uh, Disney World a few times. Mm. Just remember thinking, Wait, why is this? Why does it feel so cramped? <laughs> right. I remember <laughs> this being like so much so bigger. Small? Yeah. And it's just yeah. not. It's I remember not thinking that. Epcot was just like the size of a county. And walking yeah. through it as a young adult, I'm like, man, this it's not as big as I remember. Yeah, I'm almost, I don't want to say disappointed, but I was thinking it'd be more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that camping trip was the opposite of New Orleans in that it was 30, high 30s all weekend. Oh, wow. Which was too cold. So I haven't seen high 30s in a long time. Yeah, it, it sucks because when you're used to it not being uh, Florida, um, high thirties, like feels like it's going to be nice. You walk outside, you're like, oh, this is great. Perfect. I can handle this. So bundle up. It'll be great. And then five minutes later, you're like, nah, it's just, it's just a little too cold. <laughs> um, and, and not great for camping really. If you were out doing stuff like staying busy, doing yard work or whatever, that'd be fine. But we wanted to sit around and relax. And when you sit around and relax camping, when it's 30 degrees, it's too cold. You have to stand by the fire, like yeah. really close to the fire. And when you're standing that close to the fire, you're not reading no books. <laughs> you know, you're not like, <laughs> you know, lounging and reading a book or whatever. You're, you're trying to stay warm. And that part was less fun. But overall, great trip. Tons okay. of fun. So have you been building anything lately? Any shop time? Uh, well, I forced myself to have some shop time because I wanted to get that laser project done. Mm-hmm. I want to get that video done. It was kind of hanging over my head and they kept emailing me, Hey, are you going to make a video for us or what? And I was like, I didn't really promise anything, but you're making me <laughs> feel bad. So yeah, I guess I should. Um, and, and I also, I had kind of that deadline of us going on this trip. So I want to get that done. Yeah. So yeah, I laser engraved a bunch of stuff. Um, what did I do before that? Oh, I made a bunch of, Hmm. I won't go too deep into this. I'll tell you in the after show. We've sort of <laughs> talked about it. <laughs> Uh, a bunch of miniature cutting boards. Oh, really? Yeah, I made a whole bunch of miniature cutting boards. And so, yeah, we'll dive into those later. But um, I did, yeah, that was cool. Um, What else did I make? It's been a while since we've talked about this stuff. So there's like a bunch of little things here and there. Like I I put up this pegboard off camera that uh, you can't see and neither can our listeners. (laughs) <laughs> but uh, it's a pretty cool uh, pegboard, and I 3D printed a bunch of brackets to hold all my camera gear and stuff. Um, let's see. I plugged in a beer fridge, and it stays mostly empty because when we put beer in it, we just drink it all. Um, but it's cool to have a beer fridge. Um, so I'm podcasting tonight from the master bedroom. And, nice. It <laughs> uh, seems I'm I'm being evicted. Um, okay. We're going to pause for a minute? Sure. <laughs> For a word from our sponsor. This message is made possible by Squarespace. Squarespace is the absolute easiest way. Wait, wait, Jake, what are you doing? What are you doing? We're not not sponsored by Squarespace. We're not? We're not sponsored by anybody. Oh, okay. That was weird. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, um, so, yeah. Uh, So what have you been up to? Have you had any shop time at all? I've had very little. So I know I texted you a picture several weeks back. Uh, my garage looked more like a um, 
my goodness, probably like a, a garage right before a garage sale, just jammed full of everything. It was very frustrating, but it's oh. part of life sometimes. Um, so my wife wanted some uh, shelving. We have a little under the stairs storage thing. She keeps all her interior design stuff in there. Okay. And she needed a, a new set of shelves in there. And um, I was like, well, I've got these shelves in the garage that I want to replace with cabinets. So let me just give you those and I'll just start the cabinet sooner than I realized. So <laughs> I basically emptied those shelves onto my workbench, table saw, CNC, and floor. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it stayed like that for a few weeks until I finally found a cabinet solution, um, which turned out to be IKEA cabinets. IKEA cabinets. I'm sorry, IKEA cabinets in the shop. Yes, yes. And I know like I'm I'm supposed to buy my own Baltic birch plywood and mm -hmm. you know bloom hinges and drawer glides and everything, right? Yeah. I That's mean, the way we're supposed to do this. Mm -hmm. Well, um remember that thing I said I, I get very little shop time? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to spend <laughs> building a thing to put stuff in. Yeah. So IKEA to the rescue. And I got the cheapest ones. <laughs> <laughs> that they offer and it is straight particle board and i'm just thinking oh boy i don't know what the humidity is going to do to these but hmm. we are going to find out yeah so. that will be interesting i mean we don't have a lot of ikea stuff um but what we do have like has lasted like our bathroom vanity was ikea with drawers mm -hmm. and i got the top there and everything it's nice it's a bathroom vanity it's not going anywhere Right. Like it's rock solid. It's totally fine. Um, and it was, I mean, I, I can't even, it was a couple hundred bucks maybe. And like my friend, she had her, you know, bathroom renovated, whatever. And their vanity was like, I don't know, thousand dollars, $2,000 or something. It was insane. Yeah. And it's like, uh, why? She's like, well, we had to get it custom made for the size or whatever. Yeah. Um, I have a shop. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I, we, yeah, we've gone through a few Ikea dressers for our kids. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I mean, honestly, never had an issue, but based on the price point, all of that considered, it's we were very pleased. Um, you know, it was the ultra cheap drawer yeah. glides and the drawers, they don't, they don't even come out all the way, you know, mm -hmm. but like at the price point, I don't know what, how you'd expect anything different. Right. Our coffee table, we have this ginormous coffee table and it's Ikea and I swear it was 40 bucks or something. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine it was much more because mm -hmm. they have like cheap versions of stuff and expensive versions of the same thing. Yeah. This is not the expensive one. This is the cheap one. And it's held up great. Like it, the second shelf is sagging because it's, I mean, it's a huge coffee table and it's a very thin, like half inch particle board shelf on and underneath that's only held by the four legs. So of course it's going to sag just sitting there, but. Otherwise, it's been super durable. It's held up, and I want to make a new coffee table, but I'm like, what? Why? We have yeah. one. Uh, yeah, that's great. I've seen. Um, we have some friends. They did their kitchen. It's been, I mean, close to ten mm. years, but they're all their kitchen cabinets were IKEA, and um, you know, Almost like you said, that. there's there's different that was... there's different price points. Like they they had like you you would never know. You know, because to be honest, like you think about a kitchen, all you see is that the drawer fronts and door doors, you know, nothing else matters. Yeah. I mean, if you've got good hardware and you get full extension drawers and self closing hinges and all that stuff, then, you know, it just works. <laughs> yeah. We, um, 
when we raided our kitchen a couple years ago, we were looking at Ikea and I priced that out and it was like by far, I mean, <laughs> it was affordable as far as kitchens go. I, I wish I could remember the total prices for everything, but um, I went to a local cabinet shop then that was recommended to me and they quoted me like $20,000 or something. Mm-hmm. Are you insane? Like my budget yeah. for the entire kitchen was 15 and that's floors, walls, like electrical, like, I mean, literally we gutted the room. Uh, and so we, yeah, we were looking at Ikea and the only reason we didn't go with Ikea is because I found a company is cabinets.com or something. You're welcome. Cabinets.com. This message is brought to you by <laughs> cabinets.com. Uh, they were the same price as Ikea, but they shipped assembled cabinets made from plywood with the Blum hardware and, I was like, well, at the very least, I don't have to build these. Like, yeah. I, yeah. So we went with that and they're great. So. Cool. But yeah, these, they're, um, they're actually, they're, they're upper cabinets. That's what I got was two upper cabinets. Um, mm. for that's what makes sense right now. And they're, um, they're like 14 inches deep, like 14 and change. Right. Um, usually kitchens are, the uppers are about 12. Yeah. And so like, I kind of wish I'd gotten, um, more shallow ones because they, they it's weird it feels like they really protrude really far out yeah but there's also nothing underneath them right now um but uh i i hate it when cabinets get full and there's like a whole slew of stuff in the back that you you can't reach it just sits yeah you, you, you can't reach it and so that's where the where things go to die mm-hmm. i don't want that like i don't want unusable stuff or i don't want stuff that i'm not using so i mean part of this whole thing was like getting i get rid of I'm going to get rid of a whole bunch of finishes that I never use. You know, I'm not I mean, hanging on to like two I will. cans of shellac. I promise. Well, you know, you got to dispose of it in a proper way. So I can't just toss it. Yeah. Otherwise I would have by now. But um, yeah, so it's, uh, I did end up doing my own shelves in there because I figured I could cut up Lowe's shelving cheaper than buying the Ikea shelves. Because that's where it gets expensive is the doors and everything. Oh my goodness. Yeah. The doors cost more than the, the carcass. Yeah. So, but anyways, I, th- I think that was the other reason why I went with cabinets because cabinets, cabinets.com, uh, your source for kitchen cabinets. They, because uh, <laughs> the cabinets were, you know, built and had everything in them. And it just was simpler in my mind. I, when I priced out I- Ikea, I was so worried that we'd be making multiple trips because we forgot that bracket or that, mm-hmm. that extra piece of hardware or the shelf for the, yeah. I think great source. I don't, don't want to, like, like I said, I don't want to knock it. It's a great deal. And I think it's, fine especially for cabinets come on yeah but uh yeah so we looked at or i looked at um the big steel uh garage cabinets you know it's weird like if it's a garage cabinet it has to be steel so of course heavy yeah. duty right with and they all have a little key latch on them for some reason so <laughs> in case the burglar who broke into your house can't figure out how to pick a two cent lock yeah, exactly that's what that's what's important yeah so what do you what do you think of that because i i had actually looked at those as well um yeah. but i felt those were really expensive for what you get they're super expensive and let me uh yeah okay, i don't know which which where to start from this but i've i've been looking at those too because a while back i had built a bunch of storage for the garage and then I realized that all I was storing was a bunch of garbage. So I thought, mm-hmm. well, the best way to fix that problem is to get rid of all the storage and I'll make new storage that makes sense and I'll get rid mm-hmm. of stuff. 
Well, that was several years ago. I haven't made new storage. And that's why my garage is just a disaster in every video I've ever made. Um, but it's, it's just been this thing I've been wanting to get to. Well, I've been looking at the Husky, the Husky line of mm -hmm. garage stuff. And their cabinets, though, the thing I don't like about those welded cabinets is the the frame around it has a big lip. Mm -hmm. It just seems like it's going to collect garbage and dirt and spiders and all that stuff. Um, and they're just kind of, the doors themselves feel flimsy. Uh, and then the upper cabinets are small. And then with that flange, it just feels kind of worthless to me. However, their rolling cabinets, though, that's I think what I'm going to start buying is their rolling drawer cabinets because mm -hmm. they're like 450 bucks for a 46 inch wide nine drawer unit, full extension drawer glides and everything. You can't buy the drawer glides for, yeah. for that. Almost I, you can, but between the drawer glides and plywood at a thousand dollars a sheet, like you're just not going to touch that. Mm -hmm. So I think, I think I'm going to buy, buy one of those for sure. And maybe more, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, it's a good idea. I love drawer storage, um, versus base cabinets or base cabinets with doors. Yeah. Um, but when you, when you do, um, you probably know this, but pay attention to how deep the drawers are. Because I've got a, a big craftsman cabinet like that. Um, but a good bit of the drawers are, are real shallow because they're meant for socket sets. Yep. So like I can put chisels in there, but I can't put like my jigsaw in there. You know, right. Stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and that too, that I know what you mean about the Husky wall cabinets and everything, that big bezel. Yeah. Part of the reason I've done this is I realize um, like dust just settles everywhere. And I'm tired of everything being covered in dust. So I'm like, I'm from now on, any new storage has to have doors or be able to shut or something. Right. So um, anyways, those steel cabinets usually have like some kind of a lip or something because my Craftsman um, tool cabinet does like the, it's not perfectly flush along the front. Like every drawer has like a little ledge. Yeah. <laughs> so when I, when it's vacuum time, like I got to run the vacuum across the top of every single little drawer, even though the whole thing's closed. Uh, I guess it, it all collects yeah, yeah. dust. Yeah, that that could be annoying for sure. I think I need better dust filtration and collection. Do you have a uh, an air filter in your garage or just your dust collector? I have a box well, fan with a twenty by twenty filter tape to it. Okay. So then when it gets dirty, I just turn it around. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> yeah, I had one of those. Um and then I just got, it got kind of annoying. So I was thinking about one of the, the more, you know, I guess, uh, built units, a when mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, but their filters are so small. I got to imagine they just pack up with dust super fast. Yeah. And I know they blow more air, but. Well, yeah. I saw one on, on YouTube I really liked. You know, you've probably seen this a million times. Like they, someone will build, it's basically a, a cube with 20 by 20 filters on each side. Uh-huh. And uh, but with a box fan on one of those sides or you you take apart the box fan and use the motor and the blades. But I saw one guy. I, I feel like that's a big waste of space. I mean that that's a lot of That's room. the thing. I have like they they're not 8 foot ceilings in my mm -hmm. garage cuz I have a weird quad tri level house thing. And so they're just short of 8 feet. And yeah. so if I put a box fan up there, um I hit it with my head. Yeah. 
So this one I saw was a um, similar concept, but um, think about, so the box is on the ceiling and the, the fan is on the bottom panel, like shooting straight down, right? Okay. Four filters on the side. However, he designed it to, instead of being 20 by 20 filters, they were like 20 by six or something. So the the box only came down from the ceiling like six or eight inches. Ah. Um, so I, I really like that concept. Um, and if you go to uh, FilterBy, I think, FilterBy.com. Okay. Sponsored by. <laughs> you this can, episode uh, is brought to you by FilterBy. FilterBy, the only place to buy your filters. <laughs> I'm getting good at this, guys. Come on, sponsor us. Well, it, it's filters as a service, just like everything else these days. So All I, right. I, this is so funny. I just put in my brand new FilterBy filters before we got on the podcast today. <laughs> yeah. They were Do you have the subscription? Right to my door. I do. You have the yeah. subscription thing? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the kind of thing that we always forget. So when I get a box at the door every two months with filters in it, mm-hmm. I think, oh, now's a good time to change my filters. Yeah. I, I've actually been thinking about doing that because um, our thermostat thing, we have the Nest or, yeah, the Nest. Mm-hmm. And it tells you when you're supposed to do the filter. And be like, okay, yeah, I should go do that. And then I won't. And then I'll say, you got to go do the filter. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, I need to change the temperature. Like, go away, notification. (laughs) And then I'll be like, I don't know how long, the next day, weeks? I I don't know. I can't remember. I'll remember like, oh, yeah, I think I ignored that notification. I got to go change that filter. And that's when I'll go do it. But yeah, if I had the filter, then I'd know just to go do it now. I've been pleased with them. They Every now and then... Every now and then they, they'll make a weird mistake. Like they'll ship me the totally wrong size or something. Uh-huh. But they always take care of it. I just get on the chat support thing. I don't even have to call anybody. Just, hey, sent the wrong size filters. Order number such and such was incorrect. Huh. And that's funny. They send out the new ones right away. Interesting. Yeah. The last time I bought filters, I bought a huge box of them from Amazon. I think I got like 10 or 15 or I don't know. It was a big 100, box. 1500. And it was a long time ago. It might have been pre-Amazon. I don't even remember. Um, (laughs) But yeah, we finally used the last one the other day, so I'd have to find a new new filter source. Uh, Just take it out, turn it around. It'd probably do uh, about as well as anything because our system here is pretty sketch. (laughs) (laughs) Like the where you put the filter in, and I don't know if this is the same on, on all furnaces or whatever, but ours looks like... They designed every, or they designed, they put all the pieces together to build the furnace. And they're like, oh man, we need a filter. So they grabbed their like knife and just hacked away at the sheet metal until they had a an opening that would fit a filter. And then you shove it in there. Like it doesn't actually fit the filter. It like catches and. That doesn't just, surprise me one bit. Does that sound right? I, this is my yes. first house. So. Yes. Okay. Yes. I think we had a, a townhouse. I think this actually happened like the <clears throat> here i assume it's the same uh, other places in the country but it's so humid here that your um air conditioner just generates a ton of condensation yeah and so the the inside units here the um air handler they always have this little um float valve so like if your drain pipe gets full of um algae or moss or whatever and it backs up it'll trip that float valve and it'll turn off the air conditioner so you don't, you know, flood your house or or slowly flood your house drip by drip, developing a yeah, huge problem. I so anyways, you. I think it was our first townhouse we had um, 
whoever installed the air handler, the um, float valve is kind of like a like a T valve in the uh, PVC pipe, and they put it in such a way that that you can't change the filter because it's in the way. Like <laughs> the, the original filter was in there for good, and it's never coming out. So you know, it was one of those where the the air conditioner tech comes out and just shakes their head, like you know, how does this happen? How, how does how does a professional do this? Unless it was not a professional, which is highly likely. <laughs> that's it. that's probably the first place to start. Welcome to the Florida <laughs> building boom. Oh yeah, uh, I think yeah, that's probably everywhere. We got all kinds of crazy stuff going on, even in this house. Although some of that was probably due to the person who owned this house. They uh, like to do things on their own, which I know as us DIYers we get it, but not there, this guy. it's it's super funny. There are some. I've gotten rid of everything. I think I've mentioned it on here before, mm-hmm. but there are some things that you can tell he did and he did them right, or at least how you you can understand why he did it that way. Other things where it's like, he's like, I don't want to do this, but I'm never going to do it again. And so he used <laughs> 4 million screws like to hold this board in place. And you're like, what? Why? You only needed one. Why'd you use so many? And, it, and they're all different. He's, yep. I can just imagine him like, I'm never going to deal with this stupid thing. <laughs> I'll show it. How long have we been going? Should we do some uh, recommendations or yeah, something else uh, halfway coherent we can discuss? Well, we're in a whole uh, 34 minutes. So oh. uh, not, actually, not actually particularly long. So uh, we can check our little list here. We talked about everything on our list. Wow. Fast for not having chatted in such a long time, we sure caught up on our to talk about list really quickly. <laughs> well, we said it was unscripted. Yeah. Uh, what do you hmm. want to build next? What do I want to build next? Well, actually, yeah, that's a good, good topic right there. I want to do more 3D printing. Okay. So, that, I mean, that's really what got me, yeah, really got me into making, but that's what I've always been into for, for quite a long time now. And I've kind of gotten away with it, especially with the YouTube channel being about quote unquote woodworking. Uh, so I think we'll go into more 3D printing stuff. So I've got some ideas on maybe 3D printing all of those cheap plastic jigs you can buy from like Rockler and Craig. K-Tools and Craig and all that stuff. Um, a lot of that stuff is like perfect for 3D printing. I mean, so well, I think we'll do some of that. Um I sent you that cool picture. I made a I made a router bit depth setting jig, mm-hmm. um, and you can buy them either out of metal or maybe plastic. And it's just a piece of stamped metal or, or cut metal with the markings on it for the depth of your bit. Um, but I kind of elevated it by three D printing it so it's thicker, which is nice because then it stands perpendicular to the bit. Whereas a piece of sheet metal is it vertical? Is it tilted? Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that solves that problem. And then I use the laser to cut a piece of wood and then etch in the, the mm-hmm. numbers that would go in it, glue that together. So I want to do more of those things. That's a pretty cool project. Just have to figure out the angle, how to make it a full video. Cause it just feels so it's like an interesting thing that there's a lot that goes into it. But also when I'm thinking in terms of video, it feels too simple. Yeah. And CNC projects can be that way too. I mean, yeah. it, you, you can't just, aim the camera at the machine for eight minutes, you know, that's, 
Yeah, you're like, this is a fascinating thing, like the the, from thinking about the idea to designing it to running the CNC to finishing the part. Um, When you think about in terms of videos, you're like, well, what can you video? And you're like, well, pressing go. I I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's something because I was going to ask about this. Maybe you could uh, incorporate this in a video is how's the accuracy for that? Like, how do you know that it's it's really an eighth inch or, or a half inch that you're you're using this tool to set a precise height of a router bit, right? Right. How do you know it's really half an inch? Um, are, are you asking like literally how do I know or do I know? Like, <laughs> so the, the, um, <laughs> or are you saying like it theoretically that's something to, to talk about or no, like, like literally. So like, you know, the 3d printer is spitting out all this plastic sure, okay. and it does that little step. To, right. to for the half inch gauge, how do you know that step? How do you know the machine is precise enough to spit out the filament in such oh, a way I got that you. it's I got exactly you. half an inch? Yeah, well, I've done testing, so I've I've printed parts and then measured the parts to verify that they're the size that I want. Uh, and then this particular part, I printed and then measured the depth of those little cuts to to verify. And uh, they are the way it's designed. They are shorter, so like a half inch is more like four ninety, four ninety five mm-hmm. uh, thousandths. So you're five to ten thousandths short, which I could, I think I could adjust the settings of my printer to to fix that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not that hard, but actually, I think that's kind of nice because if you wanted the depth of your cut to be a half inch. And you landed right at half inch and you cut it a half inch and you realize, oh, actually, the mm-hmm. part that I was going to fit in that was a little thinner than that. Yeah. Um, you're out of luck. So uh, we'll just keep it that way. That way you're a little bit short. And if you need a little more depth, you can easily remove remove that material. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, dimensionally, that that's correct. Um, I've done some other tests to make sure like it's printing uh, square. So 90 degrees, Mm -hmm. uh, both X, Y, and Z. So there's some other jigs I have to do some setups I think would be great on the printer. Cool. So just got to figure out how to tune those to to make sense for Mm -hmm. for that. And then we can pivot into 3D printing and eventually make with Jake, we can start making like props and like stormtrooper helmets. No no more (laughs) of this woodworking nonsense. Now that would be a great video. Just (laughs) like 14 hours of... Watching it just spit, spit, spit. That yeah. Well, for the longest time, that was my most popular video on my channel. My goal oh, yeah. was to beat that video. The video where I 3D printed a Harley Davidson engine. And like it wasn't about it. It was just a time lapse. And mm-hmm. it was like five minutes or something. And that had like tens of thousands of views. And so my goal was to someday surpass that. I finally have. Which which one surpassed it? Uh, the, the first one that surpassed it, I think was, um, let's see, it might've been where I talked about my five favorite woodworking channels. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Cause that one started to get kind of big. Uh, then soon after that would have been the, the one where I made the drill press table. I failed mm. making the drill press table. Um, certainly now cause that video and the DeWalt review video those are yeah those are my top performers yep if only i could make more of them i keep trying but i'm missing something well i mean that makes sense because that that planer is it's a 
it's it can be a higher dollar item and people want to know but before they commit they want to know yeah right they they want real reviews so that that doesn't surprise me at all that that one's doing well yeah or, i think or, i'll do a five-year review <laughs> you need to do a review like every six months <laughs> i got a lot of comments from people being like wow i'm so glad that you didn't do like a three-year and eight-month review you know <laughs> Like, cause that just, I wouldn't have trusted you that four, four years. Great, great number. That's great. Uh, which I think I had, I, I've actually owned it longer than that. I, I finally found the transaction on Amazon. It's on a different account. So I think I've actually had it for longer than the four years or almost five years now. Well, I mean, your credibility is only as, as, you know, as accurate as you make it on your channel. Yeah. Here's my 10 year review. Now here's. <laughs> Here's my 32-year review of this DeWalt planer. You're like, I just got this planer, and it seems pretty cool. Wait a minute. What does that I've mean? I've been using it a long time. <laughs> yeah, a whole five days. And I'm like, well, how can you say 32? Well, I am 32, so this is my 32-year review of this planner. There you go. You, gotta, you don't have to actually be an expert. You just have to sound like one. That's what these YouTube channels are all about, right? Oh, yeah. That is actually... Um, if anyone's into uh, Tim Ferriss, his four-hour workweek book, he talks about some people who uh, started a business and they wanted to sell more whatevers, so their, their book or their widget or whatever it was. And so he was talking about how some of, like at least one guy, I think several others, decided, well, a really great way would be to go on like the news, like mainstream news and talk about my thing. And so they like put together this plan to like post these articles on these websites and then like slowly build up their kind of clout. And then eventually they just reached out to these these news places and said, hey, I'm an expert in X, Y, Z. When you have something like I can be that guy. And whenever you see on like CNN or whatever, and they have like so-and-so expert and blah, blah, blah. It's one of these people who have just built up their like base so they can yeah. be the one called on. And that's why they also say expert in this and author of the book, you know, and they're like, and they <laughs> ask about the thing. They're like, Hey, what do you think about this political thing? Thanks. Well, you know, don't forget they're the author of this book. Go buy it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's where that comes from. It's, it was kind of insane to me and made me want to go on the news. Well, it's smart of them. They're using news outlets as a marketing platform. Right. And you could do it. You can pay for that. Uh, you can pay to go on the news as an expert, and you can do it for free depending on what's going on. So, yeah, pretty clever. I also pay, stressful because you're like, well, who are we listening to? <laughs> well, yeah, but I don't pay YouTube to be an expert. I go on YouTube all the time and tell people I'm an expert. Right. Exactly. <laughs> there you go. I am an expert. Listen to me. So to uh, what, what projects do you have coming up next then? Um, next, I we have a couple... We've been kicking around a couple um, projects inside the house for a while that I think would actually probably do a good video because they're DIY. Um, one is we want to redo our master closet again, IKEA style. Nice. One of our one of our neighbors did that to their master closet, and um, it looks great. So we might do that. I want to do I want to do uh, pullouts for our kitchen cabinets. I want to redo our pantry. So there's you know there's a million opportunities. I just don't mm -hmm. know what's going to shake out. Um, in the shop, one thing I want to do is um, I've got the contractor style saw stop. 
and I want to take, I want to get rid of the base and build a cabinet style base. Um, the, oh, yeah. it's weird. I heard, I heard, um, what's his name? Drew, Drew Fisher talking about this too. His saw stop. When he got it, he realized it was like an inch or two shorter than his previous saw. And huh. mine is two. So, um, I had the, the Delta before. And of course I built my workbench to exactly oh. match it. So now like I have no outfeed for my, my table saw. That's weird. Um, I wonder why they did that. I don't know. So, and it's on a, uh, it's not on the saw stop roll around base. I got a, a Bora base for it, which was like mm. half the price. Um, and it sits at an angle. It's super annoying. So <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. I, I, I don't know why, but yeah. So anyways, hmm. that's something I really like to do. And I, I, I think that one would probably be a pretty good video too. I think, you know, it's not just the saw stop name, which is kind of clickbaity, but it, um, Hey, you can know. you cut aluminum T track with your saw stop? Uh, so you can do anything you want, <laughs> <laughs> but what you want to is different. That's, I really want that to be my next video. My, my follow-up to that just cause, oh my goodness, so many people, so many trolls, <laughs> so many experts. That is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That, um, I was watching shorts and your video came up and I was like, come on YouTube. I've seen this. And, <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it's, of course I watched it and I even hit the like. And so then I commented, that's when you're like, why are you watching on different accounts or whatever? I'm like, Oh, that that's why, that's why they're sending it to me again. Oh, okay. So that makes on, sense. I was on a different account. Yeah. Yeah. I I've been trying to use, uh, my, my Jake Drew's account to watch not woodworking videos mm -hmm. because all I see in my, you know, make with Jake is woodworking videos. And honestly, I'm so tired of watching woodworking videos. I need to watch <laughs> other things, get different inspiration. Cause you watch enough of the same thing in the same niche that you're trying to make videos for. And you're like, why would I make a video about that? Someone else already did it. So that's why there's, there's why. yeah, there's too you much see comments stuff from, from Jake Drews. And you're like, is that the same guy? Like, yeah, it is. It's just, Who is this tool? Yeah, it was this guy wearing a white t-shirt, some tool. Weird. Weird. <laughs> no beard. Doesn't even have a beard. What is he, 12? Um, Beards are overrated. <laughs> um, so not really. I like mean, do. I don't have to ever buy shavers, you know? I, I don't buy razors anymore. Ever? N no, no. Um, I don't remember the last time I bought, I bought a razor. It's been I years. have a razor subscription too. Uh, I think at one point I did the, uh, what are those guys called? Um, Dollar Shave Club. Dollar Shave Club guys. Yeah. yeah. That's who I'm on. Yeah. I tried those guys for a while. For a while I was into um, uh, safety razors, the double-edged mm -hmm. yeah. razors. I was into those for a while. I Yeah. Went through a phase where I thought I'd dress really nice and shave my face. And, and I was like, no, that's like work. So. I'm going to go back to, to not doing that and wearing t-shirts to work. <laughs> this is great. All right. I, I, we probably have one listener left by now. So let's, All right, let's, let's do some tools. Let's give him or her something, something they paid for. All right. Uh, you go first. Um, so my recommendation this episode is uh, Jared Turner. So he's got a YouTube channel. Um, he, he calls it uh, 
tape measure, pencil, knife. <laughs> so he, from what I can gather from his videos, he's a, a Finnish carpenter. And all his videos take place in homes that are under construction, these massive, beautiful homes. So he's not just putting down sh shoe molding and calling it a video. Like he's doing very nice coffered ceilings and mantles and window trim and everything. But so that's cool enough already because you can, he, he's really um, good about sharing his tips and techniques. So, you know, if you ever want to do some nice coffered ceilings or whatever, he's got some great info. But his editing is unbelievable. Because hmm. he always has super cool uh, music in the background and uh, lots of fun graphics. He's, he's got a really fun personality too. So even besides all that, it's, he's, he's great. But he does this thing with his air gun that I love. So as he's doing this finished carpentry, you know, he's it's just air gun, air gun, air gun, just shot after <laughs> shot after shot. But he cuts it so it's perfectly on tempo with the song. And he, he lines everything up so well so that like, like when the particular measure of the song ends, like he's done with that row. And then it like shows him at the, the miter saw or something. He just like, <laughs> he, he, I don't know how long it takes him to do his videos or if he's paying some genius to do them, but they're so good. They're so well produced. So, wow. He doesn't get like any views by any, I mean, like he has 20,000 subscribers and he gets like 500 to a thousand views a video. Yeah. I'm telling you. He's uh, except for this one, hundred and thirty thousand. Which one is that? How to build a mantle? Yeah, Perfect. see, the, I think DIY content has a bigger audience than woodworking content. Oh yeah, for sure. You know, no one's gonna no one's gonna want to see me build a new base for my saw stop, but they're gonna want to see Jared do a mantle because your average Joe might actually look for a video about making a mantle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, wider audience for sure. Mm -hmm. Cool. So check him out. Um, super great channel, and I hope you uh, support him. What do you got? All right. Well, I have uh, Jacob over at Maker Cuisine. So mm -hmm. uh, this guy's kind of hanging out in our, our kind of club here. Um, same kind of crew that we talk to usually on Instagram and whatnot. Um, but he does a lot of a lot of cooking projects for sure. Um, he's got a great video on how to make guacamole, but he also does some other things like restoring a, a mallet um, and a few other interesting videos. But I, I think he's making a, a lot more videos focused more around the kitchen and around food. Uh, but what's really cool is, I don't know if you guys knew this, but I just got back from new Orleans <laughs> and uh he works at the restaurant down there. We went there. So we got to see, you know, got to meet up and, and that was super cool. Um, and that guy is super awesome and really took care of us, uh, me and our, our group of friends that were there. So uh, definitely go check out Jacob over at Maker Cuisine. He's got some yeah. great, great stuff going on. And I, I think will. he'll go far. So he's made the crossover from maker type stuff to food as well. Yep. Yeah, or is starting to at least. Uh, I think he's still trying to dial in his process and everything, but his videos are good. Uh, like his guacamole video, well, actually that's a re-uploads. I think something happened to it, but it uh, it's really good. You know, kind of checks all the boxes, but you know, he's only running seventy seven views on there. So um, go go give him some support. Check out his videos; they're they're really good. Yeah, well, because I've considered doing this myself. Like I've got a couple things I make that I'm proud of recipes mm -hmm. and uh, 
yeah, I've always thought like, would this, would this kill my already useless channel or would it help? I don't know. You have more subscribers than I do. So <laughs> like it's, it's robots. I think I finally caught up to you and I was like, haha. And I went and looked and you're like, oh man, I know I, I need someone to do a case study on my channel. Cause I, seriously, I think I still have less than 20 videos and I, I shouldn't have this. You have nine, base 19 videos. Yeah. 10,000 subscribers. You're doing 6,000 views a day. Yeah. Like what the heck? <laughs> I'm doing 800 sadness. But if you take away, if you take away that dumb, it's all stuff short, <laughs> then I've probably got about 12 views a day. Okay, fair fair enough. But still, still, I don't know. Yeah, you, you have something. You got something. <laughs> keep, keep chipping away, little guy. I don't know You'll get what, there. But we got something. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Well, this was uh, another amazing, awesome, fun, unscripted, unplanned podcast that uh, reduced our listenership by yet another fifty percent. Although. <laughs> I was looking at the analytics and we usually get about like two downloads a day, but two days ago we got 250 downloads. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Very interesting. And so I thought the trend would continue, but yesterday we got two. So I, I don't know if like a bunch of people just randomly found us on one day and then we're like, okay, yep. Nope. Uh, or it's a fluke. Um, I'm sure I'm sure it's impossible that it would be a fluke. I mean, how how could that ever happen? Anchor would never mess up their statistics. That's, That's that really weird. Insane. What the heck happened that day? Yeah, I even looked at the at the videos and or I'm sorry, at the the listens to each episode and it's just like 10 each. We have 21 episodes, so yeah, 10 10 plus listens per episode and that's it. None of them have a lot. You know, a couple of days ago I was having trouble with my phone. And I uninstalled and reinstalled my podcast player about 15 times. Okay. So that, it may have been me. How awesome would it be if that really was it? <laughs> I guess we could test that. How oh, that'd be, take so much effort. Yeah. All right. All right. We're scaring everyone away that we yeah. have left. So probably how to call it. This will be a banger. All, All right. right. Uh, let's head into the after show. Let's do it. uh, Catch y'all later. Later.